Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. And this week, Say Maltov to our grandson, Shal Tzvi, Levi Betesh, and his Bar Mitzvah, Chav Aleph Shvat, Wednesday. The Shabbos Pashas Yisrael. Pashas Yisrael, Shabbos Mevarchim, Chedish Adar Rishain. Shchedish, as you know. Will be next Friday and Shabbos. We have Shabbos Bal Einu LeTayva. Nothing like a Shabbos Shchedish. But we talk about that next week. We talk about the Mishnechnas Adar. This week, though, on Thursday, is Chav Beishvat. Yotzeit. Of Rebbe Tzinchayim Mushka, the Rebbe's wife. A person, if you would put the word devotion in the dictionary properly with a picture, dedication, what don't you want to put? Person regal, royal. And in the past year that we had in Chabbe Shvat time, we've told stories. Although now, many, many more stories are coming out. Many more people that knew the Rebetzin, that had been to the house, etc. are telling stories. And we see how regal she really was. You know her selflessness, her devotion, her dedication to not only the Rebbe, to Klai Yisrael. Simply understand the fact that she gave us the Rebbe. The Rebbe superseded anything, the Rebbe's and the Chassidim superseded anything that any person, any woman could possibly want at home. When the Rebbe would fabring late nights, when the Rebbe would sit Yechidis all night with Chassidim, private audiences, when the Rebbe dedicated and devoted his entire life to us, this was all in her merit, and in her merit only. Because a wife that would say, I want you at home. A wife that would say, it's not fair. I don't want to share you with so many other people. I'm entitled to have my husband at home. To have dinner with my my husband. To have a Shabbos meal. In the winters, the Rebbe would fabrain. The bang would begin at 1.30 Shabbos afternoon. I would go sometimes till night, till Shkia. It's not hard. Shkia was at 
could sometimes be davened quite late after Fabregen. And then obviously the Rebbe did not go home. The Rebbe went to his office, waited for Maidiv, and after Maidiv went home. So in short term, in the short picture, Shabbos afternoon, the Rebbe didn't see the Rebbe. This is fit for a Rebbe, and for only a Rebbe. For those people that think that they are Rebbes, unfortunately, and therefore they feel, I don't go home on Shabbos because the Rebbe didn't go home on Shabbos. I don't wash Shabbos day because I don't see, I didn't never saw the Rebbe wash Shabbos day, except for your base seven with the Rebbe washed for Shalashudas before Mincha, or not before Mincha, sorry, in the evening, towards evening, and then we came downstairs, washed, and fabrenged, and then gave out Kresha Bracha. So maybe the Rebbe did wash. But the Spitz Chabad didn't see it. It wasn't on the list of the Rebbe's schedule. Sometimes Davini would finish at 12, and the Fabrengo would start at 1.30. So, what was the Rebbe doing? Did the Rebbe not make Kiddush? Did the Rebbe not eat anything? Did the Rebbe take a nap? Did the Rebbe need to sit and prepare for the Fabrengo? One of the signs of being of the Dubia Fabrengen was when Mr. Waldman would stand in Eden Atakna and the Rebbe would tell him a few questions on Rashi. Of that Parsha. And the questions on Rashi would mean that the Rebbe is going to answer them by Fabrengen. In other words, the Rebbe knew already exactly what he was going to say which Rashi, Rashi's he was going to talk on, and what answers he was going to explain, what lessons he was going to give us. So, what did happen? Granted, there were times that there was a very short amount of time spent between davening and Fabregen. There were times as such, but for the most part, there was a minimum of an hour, hour and a half. For the most part, Shachas would finish by 10 to 11. The Bakeda was not very quick. But how long most Pashas are not our Kriya? So if Kriya finished by 11.30, the Bamusaf davened Musaf, and that was the end of it. They didn't tardy like they do today. They didn't schlep like they do today. So, What went on those hours, those that, those moments? Nobody really knows. Did, would the Gaboyim actually disclose what went on? No. Did anybody hide under the tables there to see what was going on? Definitely not. But the Rebbe did not go home to have a meal with the Rebbe and come back for Fabregen. 
longer days, if there was no Fabregan, Rebbe went home. But the Rebbetzin gave us the Rebbe. The Rebbetzin crowned the Rebbe. In as much as the previous Rebbe was the Rebbetzin's father. And the Rebbe had an older sister who was married to somebody older than the Rebbe. Who technically, in the pecking order, as they say, stood to be Rebbe. Had she fought for that? Had she pushed it with her sister and his agenda? And her brother-in-law would have been a Rebbe. Her husband would be her husband. Coming home every day, normal times schedules but she understood quite well so much so that every nuance every motion every mention that the Rebbe made as a chassid as a chassidister not just as a wife a dedicated devoted wife but as a chassidister she saw to it that she followed and when the Rebbe by Fabrengen, excuse me, said Lechaim, and said everybody should empty their cups. And then the Rebbe turned this cup over. And when one of the boys that would go home, go to the house to help the Rebbetzin, to serve the Rebbetzin, to do what the Rebbetzin needed in the house, came in, she asked, What happened by Fabrengen? She obviously had a premonition. And he said, the Rebbe turned over his back, and she turned over immediately the cup she was drinking from. She drank it and turned it over. Different things, different ways of which we saw, heard, experienced the royalty of the Rebbe and the loyalty of the Rebbe to the Rebbe which is something that we need to have we need to recognize to thank, be thankful to the Rebetzin for allowing this to be for giving us not an opportunity but giving us our lives as Chassidim of the Rebbe celebrate the life of the Rebbe celebrate the life of a giant spiritual giant who made momentous milestones who passed and then brought about and expose the world to the most magnificence of magnificence. 
to those inventors, to those people that invented things and ex- discovered things, etc. To those that had enough sayings, enough expressions by which to live by. Tanoim, Amiroim. We take the entire Pirkei Ovis, chapter of our fathers, and we learn and we see and we delve into it and we see what we can do and how we should behave and how we should act. Manaitana. If it's Rabbi Shimon and people go to Rabbi Shimon Bayechai's caver and they ask for whatever they ask for, Yeris Benazil, or any other of Tanoim, Amaroim, that people know of where their Kvarim are, and their quotes that, whether it be one or twenty or fifty quotes that they have, by which so many people live by, and by how much that enhances our lifestyle and our being. Therapeutism was not a woman of words. She did not have any major expressions. One of the lessons was not a, not even a lesson that she gave. <laughs> she was standing by the window upstairs 770. And there was a bacha there. And she noticed that the Bachran had very long hair. A lot of the Bachran walking by had very long hair. They had not taken haircuts for a long time. So she asked, what's this supposed to be? And the Bachran, very proudly, patting himself on the back as well, probably, said, the Rebbe didn't take a haircut yet. He said, they're waiting for the Rebbe to take a haircut. If the Rebbe take a haircut, they'll take a haircut. Obviously, it's something Kabbalistic about not cutting your hair yet at this time. <laughs> Kilo, the Rebbe had a schedule to go to this barber. And the Rebbe turned to the Bach and said, Halavai is on the Shmechlin. With his old Shmechlin, my man Shmechlin, for a sweet deed. Halavai should smile to a fellow Jew. Like my husband smiles to a fellow Jew. The true, sincere, love, compassionate look. Halavai, that they should take after my husband. What are they digging into his, his barber schedule? Where does that get them? She didn't say it scornfully. She didn't say it to put down the bathroom. She didn't say it to minimize anything the Bakram were doing or not doing. This was not her style. This was not, she, she didn't have any such style. She was a regal woman. It was simply a life lesson that she wished that people would be able to learn. Do we realize, do we understand that was her question. Teda is a Lashon Heirah. As a Lashon Heirah, it's a lesson to each and every one of us. In this week's Pashas, we said it's Pashas Yisrael. 
the first of the two parshas that t- say that bring down the Aseret Sadibris, the Ten Commandments, the receiving of the Teda on Har Sinai. Yisrael, and later in the Varim, Moshe repeats the Mishnah Teda in parshas Vayetzchanon. Vayishma Yisrael. Yisrael heard the wonders and the great things that happened to the Jews and he came running. It's a question. Rashi tells them in Chomash the Mikra, what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you? Yamsuf, it's Mitzrayim, Melchem, Samolik. Wow, he heard. He heard that this nation was one big, big nation now. They would not accept converts. Nobody is allowed to convert to Yiddishkeit. Because it was very unlikely that they were doing it for the right reasons. The Yidin were on top of the world, looking down at creation. And therefore, wanting to join that nation. Grace Knake. You wanted to be a Kanaka like the Jews. Wealthy like the Jews. Happy like the Jews. Successful like the Jews. You wanted to be like the Jews. You weren't running in the streets screaming from the river to the sea. So now, the first time a slave escaped from Egypt... And uh, one, not one slave, 600,000 of them, walked out the door. Nobody ever escaped from the servitude of Egypt. And this whole nation marched through the desert, had a cloud protecting them, which everybody knew about, mm-hmm. came to the Reed Sea, and the water split. In case you weren't reading it on the internet, on the internet, or didn't get your paper that week, your water split too. The cup you were drinking split, and everybody knew right away what happened here. Water split. Not that one. Thank God, this water is straight. Um, so yesterday comes and says, "I want to join the Jews." Huh? Who are you? Just because Sapera, your daughter married Moshe? Make an exception to you? Why would we allow Gatim now? Why would we allow anybody to convert? We had the Eidav Rab, which we don't know exactly what their, which tribe they actually came from, if they came from any of our tribes at all. But, Yisrael, for God's sake. You are the priest of almost every different possible of a desire in the world. We should accept you now because your son-in-law became a big man, a big cheese. He's leading the Jewish nation and the Jewish nation is the bigger cheese of everybody else. So we should accept you to come along and take along with us.
But the Torah says, this is why he came. And he was embraced. Ad-Kidekach, a parsha, is named for him. Named after him. Yisrael. What happened? Let us scrutinize the holy words of Rashi. Who teaches the Benchamesh and the Mikra life lessons in every single word. And as we've spoken many times, Rashi was extremely precise with his words. He minimized everything that he had to say in the smallest, minutest way. And you were able to understand it as clear as a whistle. He came, he heard about the nation that experienced Tzies Mitzrayim, Tzies Yamsov, and Milchemes Amalek, the battle of Amalek. Excuse me? Milchemes Amalek says, one minute, I don't understand. Tzies Mitzrayim, they experienced a tremendous miracle. Tzies Yamsov, a tremendous miracle. Destruction of Amalek would be a tremendous miracle. Victory over Amalek would be a tremendous miracle. But you're not writing that. You're saying Milchem is Amalek, the battle of Amalek. And this battle of Amalek is the last thing that we read in the Pasha prior to Bishalach. From the end of Bishalach prior to Yisrael. What is the connection here? And why Milchemes Amalek and not victory, not nace of the victory of Amalek? Amalek came with a mission. Amalek came with a mission. Rashi tells us with the Milchemes Amalek a marshal, a parable. There was a very, very hot bath of water hot stream of water but scalding hot nobody dared step into it lest they be burnt to us. and everybody was oh, ow, oh, oh, oh I'm not going in there one guy came and he jumped in he just jumped in there came out barely able to breathe, barely able to catch his breath, skin burnt, and they carried it, pulled him out. But I did it. Guess what? I lowered the temperature. Said the second guy, yeah, like I said, let me try. And each person that jumped in afterwards, they got burnt, but less and less and less. Each one got cooled off the water. That is science. And Rashi uses this science to tell us that this was the goal of Amalek. Amalek wanted to, Asher Korcho Baderech, the Pasik says, to cool you off in the way. Amalek came to cool down the Jews who were the hottest thing since sliced bread as if they had sliced bread yet thank you for your comments Good, glad you're listening 
the Jews came out of Mitzrayim, and they went over the, through the Yamsuf and the Kriyas Yamsuf and everything else. They were tremendously, they were on fire. And they were heading with this fire and this fervor to Mount Tera, to Hasinai, to get the Tera. Comes Amalek and stages war. Do we have a chance? No. We don't have a chance. But we can cool them down. We're going to be the first guy to jump in and get burnt like crazy. But we're going to cool them down. And then the next nation, the next nation afterwards, will finally put them in their place. Humanize them at all. So we can scream from the river to the sea at them. We can say they're full of, they're doing genocide. We can say all these wonderful things about them. Attack them in supermarkets in England. Or on the streets of Brooklyn, New York, or anywhere else in the world. In Washington, D.C., Rabbi Mandel Shemto was in the car, a taxi took a lift. And the lift driver stopped, threw him out of the car, and they jumped out and started beating him up. Where are we? What civilization are we living in? What kind of jungle? What happened to society? To become so low? Did they say the same thing in Nazi Germany? Probably. He said the leader was a maniac, a lunatic. He hypnotized the people. And the people did the most worst atrocities you could think of. Because they could. Because the Yitzhara told them they could, and the Yitzhara told them, do it, go for it, try it, and enjoy it. And therefore, the sadistic, I don't even want to say animals, because I don't want to taint the name of animals but those sadists what they didn't do experimenting on Jewish people men, women and children they didn't care they didn't discriminate in that and now we're pretty much back to square one civilization thought they straightened themselves out thought they became a civilized world again look what's going on in Africa and these geniuses in Africa who are killing people by the thousands in the streets are calling Israel to court about genocide how false is the world going to get Amalek came to cool them off. And you know what? Yeshua weakened the nation of Amalek, but not without licking his wounds. And as Moshe's hands were raised, the Jews were winning, and if they weren't, if his hands weren't raised, Chamanalatan was happening. So he took casualties. We took our blows. How? Amalek got away with all this. But you know what? 
they cool down the Jewish nation. So people were saying, eh, hype. It's holy to use Mitzrayim, Kriyasam, so it was a big hype, one big hype. They're nothing. Look, Amalek jumped on board and did whatever damage they could have done. It won't be long before some other nation does the same, and then other nations, and we'll, we'll destroy them. We'll wipe them out, and we'll make them slaves again. Like they belong to me. Yesterday I heard this. Yesterday I heard the whispers. Yesterday I heard the conversations in the bars. He heard the conversations in his Thomas, whatever he was. And he said, you know what? I am a mashmas. I have a reputation. I have a major name. I am the head priest. Galach with so many different Avedizadas. Everybody knows me. If I go and become a Jew now, I will raise back up the bar of the Jewish nation. I will raise their status back again. By Yishma Yisrei, one of the things he heard was Melchemes Amalek. There was no victory. The battle of Amalek. And because he heard about the battle of Amalek, he knew that he needed to help the Jews get back on track. And therefore he felt by coming to the Jewish nation now, after the Mechemes Amalek, he would put back up their status. This was why Rashi, this is why Rashi says only Mechemes Amalek and not the battle of Amalek. Just off, off a little bit as we go towards Matantera. We have the question what were they thinking? What were they thinking? You came out of Mitzrayim. And you're told that you're coming out of Mitzrayim so that you can come to Matantera. You left Mitzrayim, you were in Memtes Sharetuma. You knew that in 49 days you're going to arrive at Hasinai and receive the Teda. And during those 49 days, every day you were pulled out one of one of those levels of Tumah. And what'd you do? You prepared every day. I'm going to Matantira. I'm becoming a better Jew. I'm going to be a better person now. I'm going to be somebody worthy of holding and carrying the banner and saying and learning and studying and living the life of Teda. <clears throat> Fast forward 49 days. The night before Matan Teda.
chirp of the bird could be heard. And nobody stirred. Everyone slept the most serene and peaceful night. They're getting ready to accept the Teda. 49 days of preparations. And how does it culminate? Ah, Lom again shlofen. Needless to say, we know we have to stay up the night of Shavuos because of it, and this, and because of that. So many different things that we have to now pay for that price for them sleeping the night before Matan What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Besides, they wanted to give us the umptum of Shavuos to stay up all night and have cheesecake. What were they thinking? Going to sleep the night before Matan A, another fact in life it's not a uh, laffy taffy joke or a uh, I don't know whether someone else has facts another fact in life a person loses daily life he sees what he can achieve, what he can't. He sees what he can reach, what he can't. He also sees and thinks about either daydreaming or later when he goes to sleep and dreams at night. And he sees things that during his daytime could never imagine. So, at night, in your sleep, you're going to, and you're achieving and reaching a level that you did not manage, and that you could not achieve by day. You could dream of things that you could not perceive it by day. Therefore, and therefore, the Eden said, Lom again shlofen. Lom again shlofen. Because we'll be able to prepare better. We'll be more of a keili. We more of a vessel in our sleep than when we're awake. So they went to sleep where the neshama goes the maila. When a person is sleeping, the neshama is in the highest places. And therefore we say in the morning of the kind neshama, you gave me back a pure, pure neshama. It went up the my leg, got cleansed, and comes back down for the next day. For me to taint it again, Echman al So the Nishama Tahira goes 
to the highest of levels when they're asleep. So the Eden said, If we sleep, in our sleep we'll be able to achieve much more preparation-wise than we can when we're awake. Obviously, it's not the way it works. Obviously, that was not the intention that Kaj Baruch had. And therefore, We have the punishment for the fact that he didn't slept the night before Matanteda rather than awaiting with anticipation and with all our heart and all our souls. But what did they say? They stood there by Hasinai Ishechod one man, one heart. How pure was the Jewish nation? Vayichan Sham Yisrael Neged Ahar, the Torah tells us. Vayichan is a Lashin Yochid, singular. And therefore, Terashi says about this, and brings down from the Mechilta, Kish Echad Believe Echad. There's one, there's one heart. All the other places they came to rest, they came to stop, there was always controversy. There was always ups and downs and hiccups. When they came there, the heart, it was one opinion. And obviously it's the tater that causes this. For this reason, Klal Yisrael united Ish Echad Balev Echad. This fact brings about in one way the idea the tater makes peace in the world. And it has a strength, it has a kayak to bring together all oppositions. However, if you look at a terrorist scroll, it's not one air, it's different parchments, different pieces. If you keep me scored on the Madishtilim, and the Gemari Yishalmi of Sanhedrin, Peridal Ravach Abayz, Leinitnu Diritera Chatuchim. Tera was not given a cut up pieces. Called Dover, each thing. And there's Mem Tes Ponim Toher, Mem Tes Ponim Tomi. 49. 
visuals, of faces, of purity and of impurity. Taina itself has different opinions. But they're all Divri Lekim Chaim. They're all the words of God. So how can we say in that case that Taina eliminates Machlekes and Chilukidei has different opinions and to say they were Belay Vechot. We can prepare by saying prepare an introduction. Naim Chazal if you say Yesh Chochma Begoyim Tamim if you say that there's Chochma by the Jewish, non-Jewish nations, you can believe it. But if you say this Teda by Goyim, Al-Tamin, that you can't believe. The difference between Chochma and Teda is Chochma is something that is totally detaches from a person, whereas Teda is Lashon Heira, a lesson. And this is something that gives and puts in to the life of every person. Chochma is placed before the person, pure ter, pure seichel, detached. It doesn't say to the person, and it can't say to the person what to do. It doesn't dictate. It shows results of what happens when someone does what's supposed to be done. Potato doesn't give a recipe, a menu, a GPS. Whereas Teda's Ike Inyan is, its essence is to show the person the way and to place the person's daily life on a daily basis. Everything in the Teda shows us how to behave and how to act, but it doesn't give us an actual rule book. Gives us halachas, gives us teda mitzvahs. Therefore, the main part of teda is halacha. That even though even though when there's a machlekes of any kind, there's any kind of dispute we say they're both talking God's words. As soon as halacha is paskin, we have the ruling put down. Everybody agrees. And everybody accepts that halacha. A Jew learns Teda. And he knows this is Teda's Hashem. And he learns it because he's making, putting himself total nullification to the want of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And his whole essence is to put himself into the existence of Teda envelop himself in Teda. So when he accepts a Psach Halacha, he agrees. Not only the union of how to behave in the end, also the path, the thought path, the thought pattern and the learning. Even though he thought differently, now because he had a Psach Din, everything is eliminated. His anger, his his Empathy, the opposite. Because he has a Muna Bruna, that what was Paskin, the Allah is the Emes, and the Sidrat of Hashem, he takes it and he goes with it, he runs with it, 
and it comes to his seichel, and it comes to his heart, puts him at ease, puts him, in, puts his mind at ease. This is the kayak that Tera unites. A true unity. Dafka with opposite sides. Had Tera only one opinion, there would be no actus, no true actus. Only because there are different opinions, and there are different options of weighing it out this way or that way, does Tera come and put away each thing to its own side, clarifies everything, and paves the way for the correct answer. Therefore, Tera brings about Achtus of Yisrael. Even all those that are separated between them, it causes Ish Echad Echad, as we see now, the people that were the furthest from Tera Mitzvah are now clamoring Tera for Mitzvah, for Tefillin, for Shabbos, for Yom Tif, Tzitzis, because this is what Tera does for us. As we finish in Rambam, now Shluchim Shutfim, we finish the Alochis, we learn about exactly that. Shluchim, the people that are messengers, how much, who we send the messenger, what we send the messenger for, and where does a partnership come in, what's a partnership worth, what's the value of a partnership. And how a partnership is made, and how it's blended, and how it keeps together, and how it stays. And if a partnership goes in the opposite direction, the two partners go part, part ways, as long as they listen to Das Tater, they are very happy with how they do it. And we begin, Hilkas Avadim, Kilibine Yisrael Avadim, Avadai Haim. Abishah says that I, you, Yidnes, my servants, my slaves, and therefore we should be zeichet, take a serve to the Abish, serve the Abishah, and have the Kahanim serve in the Beis Hamikdash. <coughs> we should serve as true servants, devoted and dedicated to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And this Shabbos, together with Chusay and Aleinu the Rebbitzin, and call yourself all together to be in Yerushalayim in Hakadosh, as we hear again, Teira Chadashim Eitet Teitzik Shabbat Shalom to all.